We are hurting people, and we live in a hurting world. Hurting is what we do naturally. Forgiveness is supernatural. And uh, I am trying to class it up a little because I have a special guest today. Um, <laughs> and we're in Rick and Sherry Blackman's backyard. We are. We are. And we're actually on our way to an event that will honor other friends of ours, Cliff Penner and Joyce. Mm -hmm. And Cliff said when he was talking to Rick that he and I should dress better. So, oh. Cliff, this is kind of for you. Okay. <laughs> um, in uh, Psalm 133, it says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. Um, harmony, connection, um, oneness is kind of God's signature, but we live in a messy world, and it's a messy process. And these are words from Paul Turnier, who's a great uh, Swiss thinker that I thought I would start with. He's, he's talking about creative suffering and um, systems thinking and noise and how we think of noise as disruption. We don't like it, but he actually kind of advocates for it. Here's what he says. Marital conflicts, for example, are a good illustration of this process. Through a long series of tiny conflicts, as the spouses adapt to each other, provided they face up to them courageously, there slowly develops a psychological organization of their life together, which is at once more complex and more productive and solid than the simplistic relationship of the honeymoon. Whereas other couples who do not have that courage avoid the conflicts for the sake of peace. And as a result, they become strangers to each other and all kinds of repressed grudges can suddenly come to the surface with catastrophic consequences. How consoling therefore it is to discover that it is through our mistakes that we grow. This then is God's method, God's pedagogy. This is what, hap what happened on the cross where the most unjust evil turns out to be the greatest blessing. And I love those words. I love thinking about them with us. I think you just wrap up for the day. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. We still got a few minutes to kill. Uh, and we've been talking and thinking a lot over the last season of our life about reconciliation. Um, forgiveness is something that we go through basically kind of between us and God, but then we seek to reconcile with other people. And it's never clean. It's never just, here's how much I have to forgive you. Here's the reconciliation process. It's messy. It's ambiguous. So I, I'd love to have your thoughts. Your thoughts. Okay. Okay. And just back to Turnier, like mm -hmm. to use the words uh, courage yep. and uh, slow. It yeah. takes time. Yeah. And then, you know, Les and Leslie Parrott talk about conflict is the only way to intimacy. And intimacy isn't just in a marriage relationship. It's in friendship. It's with God. And so uh, the, a few months ago, I reached out to someone who I felt like I was in the process of working on forgiveness from my side. I know she had things she needed to forgive me for as well. And it got to the point where I felt like maybe it's time for us to meet face to face. Mm. And in a way, just reaching out with that text to say, would you be willing to do it became a forcing function. Yeah. It put it on my calendar. Mm -hmm. And she was very quick to say yes. Um, and so then now I have a time limit on which I have to do the next step of my work, which is really helpful. Yeah. And so I spent some time thinking. So and kind praying. of committing yourself. It's like jumping in a Before pool. Before I was ready. I plunge in. I, yeah. I did not wait till yep. I was ready. Yep. I let the date on the calendar force some level of readiness. Because if you'd have waited till you felt ready, yeah, you might still be waiting. I'd still be waiting. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we, we got together for an early dinner and, you know, greeted each other warmly. And then um, I think I said something at the beginning 
before we ordered the meal, why don't we spend a few minutes just talking your side and my side for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes about what, how we perceived it, what we'd like the other person to understand. And she got kind of uncomfortable and said, oh, you know, I think, I think we're good. And I've done that before. Mm -hmm. And I just had the courage to say, I think we'll be glad if we go through those 20 minutes each and then move on um, to some sort of resolution and reconciliation. So we did. And uh, it was quite lovely. I don't think we didn't see everything eye to eye, but we saw more than I would have guessed, perhaps. And there was a level of understanding that emerged even more deeply because we were face to face and because we went through those 20 minutes each of here's how it felt to me. Here's what I experienced. Well, let me tell you about me and what I experienced and how I felt. That was, um, I wouldn't say ultimately healing, but a very big step uh, towards that healing. And the face to face made a huge difference. Hmm. Interesting, because I think a lot of times the face to face feels scarier. Oh, absolutely. So we don't want to do it. Absolutely. And that's part of why I felt like I just have to put this on the calendar because otherwise I won't do the work in a short enough period of time to get ready for those conversations. And when we were together, I felt nervous at first, for sure. The more we talked, the more Mm. relaxed I think we both felt. Mm. Um, Did you have, because I've been thinking about this also, um, like a particular goal in your head, this is what I hope will come out of this. Or does that feel artificial and forced? How do you think about that? A little bit of both. You know, in a in a work meeting, I'll of, often have a certain kind of person that say, well, what's your goal of the meeting? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying to me. I don't understand the language you're speaking to me. It's like, I trust that the meeting will take us where we want to go. I mean, I have a vague idea. But if I have an outcome in mind, then I either have to force the conversation or it's wow. not really a collaboration. Yeah. So I think it was more about, I think it's time for us to take the next step in understanding each other and maybe getting to a point where um, we might, if we ran into each other, it wouldn't feel awkward. Um, we might even reach out and grab lunch together and that would be okay. Mm-hmm. So I had a vague idea of what I was hoping for, but a very open-handedness of let's see where this takes us. One other question. Um, this is something I've been thinking about, but I don't have an answer to yet. You were talking about, we don't have to agree on everything. Yeah. Um, but obviously... If you don't agree on anything, if you see everything completely differently, cold. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, if you see it completely different, or I think of, you know, there could be people in another part of the country where there has been conflict, where the gap in assessment yeah. is so vast yeah. that a reconciliation conversation would not work. And we've actually both experienced people pushing for reconciliation on yeah. an issue yep. when reconciliation isn't really the issue. So how much agreement does there need to be and how much difference in perspective can there be where reconciliation is still possible? Well, I don't know exactly how to answer that question, but I would think the priority becomes the relationship, not at the expense Uh, of truth. mm -hmm. I mean, I think when people will say, well, if you prioritize the relationship, you can let all this other stuff go. It's like, no, then I'm saying that the relationship is so frail that it can't withstand the truth. So I think we need to talk through it. Um, with the one situation you're talking about, something so egregious as has had happened against us. I have another friend whose our political differences are so vast. Mm -hmm. We had a long conversation about that and then just moved on and said, we love each other and 
I completely think she's crazy. She completely thinks <laughs> I'm crazy, but we love each other. Yep. So it was very different in those no, two circumstances. No, and I was thinking about a different situation yet where somebody used the language of, can't we just get the differing sides together and bridge the narrative? Oh, geez. And it was a situation where clearly there has been wrongdoing and deception. People may have different perspective on who is at fault, yeah. but- Bridging the narrative there would be a way of smothering conflict and smoothing right. over something where truth really needs to come. Well, to the it's surface. a little bit like the entrance to the Golden Gate in San Francisco. That opening, you can build a bridge there. Mm -hmm. There are some op openings that are too wide. Right. The bridge can't be built. <laughs> so yep. I think the discrepancy determines the ability to bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yep. figure out what to do with all this stuff. Yeah, we don't know. Um, just keep in mind. Um, courage, those words of Ternier, that to be willing to have the courage to deal with the conflicts, the small conflicts, the noise that comes up. And to take the next step. That's what I was going to say. And often the courage is making a call, putting the date on the calendar that forces you to do something. And that will actually catalyze a lot of thought and prayer and how do we Reflection. do it. But it's that first step of commitment that gets you on the road. And even if it hadn't have turned out well, even if yeah. it had turned out horribly, I think I would have left feeling like I think I did the next right thing as yeah. best I could. Yeah. Yeah. What more Thank can you, you ask for? Thank you. Um, forgive us our debts as we mm. forgive. Amen. Now we're done, but I'm going to take a look at this and make sure we're still recording. It got windy there, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it still is. Okay. Bye, everybody. I Bye. bet Tim stopped way before <laughs> this because it's pretty goofy now. Thanks for joining us. At Become New, we want to grow spiritually one day at a time, but it's tough to do that alone. So we're offering a little more support for anyone who would like to work on putting the content into practice. You can sign up to receive a text at the end of each week in this series, asking if you completed the here's how portion for that week. If you want, you can reply to the text and let us know how it went, or if you need prayer in taking those action steps. To sign up for the end of week reminder, just text the word MORE to 855-888-0444 and we'll put you on the list. As always, to receive the emails or video links by text, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. If you're already signed up for the emails but aren't getting them, try checking your spam folder or better yet, you can add us to your contact list. Our email address is connect at becomenew.com. If you need prayer, we're here for you. Text your specific prayer request to 855-888-0444. There's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray specifically over every person who sends a text in. We'll catch you next time.